Even those that are a little reluctant this morning. Have fun. He's going to have fun. Oh, yeah, Miss Penny. Is she already back there? Oh, Miss Penny's there. see everybody this morning. Y'all excited about 2019? You should be. This is going to be an amazing year. Um, I know sometimes we just get caught up in, in, in like, just, people feel like you're just saying that, but no, I, I like, the Lord is really restoring even our hope of just what 2019, because you know, I'm going to, I get what I say. I have what I speak. And we're just speaking life and just, just, revelation over 2019 and just entering into 2019 with just what we talked about earlier with with joyous expectation true hope hope from heaven not a i hope 2019 is better than than last year and i i'm we're you know pastors you know wow we're hoping and we're praying i think we've all <laughs> heard that if not said that we're hoping and we're praying but that's that's really basically, when a person says, I, I'm hoping and I'm praying, they're really saying, I really don't know what's going to happen. I'm totally clueless and I'm in the dark, but maybe it'll be better. That's actually just doubt and unbelief, honestly. It's doubt and unbelief cloaked in some kind of religious mumbo-jumbo language, really. But this year, we, we want to enter into 2019 joyful, expecting, Amen? Joyful and expecting. Why? Because it's all about Jesus. He's already done everything that needs to be done in order for you to receive the promises. There's nothing that you need to do today. You've already been given access into the kingdom of God. You've been given everything you need by the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, When I came to you, I came in fear and trembling, determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Because in Christ is the access that we all need to, to step into the realm of the kingdom of God right now. You have been given everything you need now. You are lacking nothing in that world. And the good news is, is God sees you that way. See, God sees you perfect, blameless, without any fault in your life because God sees you wrapped up and co-immersed into Christ and His death, His burial, and His resurrection. When Jesus died, the death on the cross, God actually saw your sin nature die with Christ. When Jesus rose from the dead and went to seat at the Father's right hand, God actually saw you rise from the dead and get placed at the right hand of the Father. This is how He sees us. This is why Paul said, I am determined to know nothing. I am not going to come with you. I'm not coming towards you with the wisdom of man and all this philosophical teaching. I'm coming, I'm coming to preach Jesus. Because Jesus is what it's all about. See, something happens when you preach Jesus on the inside. Something happens when you preach righteousness. The fact that every single person under the sound of my voice today is righteous and holy and beloved and accepted. It's not about whether you believe it or not. You're righteous whether you choose to believe it or not. You're holy whether you choose to believe it or not. God sees you wrapped up in Christ whether you choose to believe it or not. God sees you as victorious. God sees you as powerful. God sees you as an unstoppable force. You are more than loved in God's eyes. It doesn't matter if you believe the message or not. Your belief doesn't qualify you for being righteous. You really think that you're the one that qualifies and disqualifies yourself? Absolutely not. God qualified you 2,000 years ago to be His very own son and daughter. 
You have been qualified. You have been made righteous. You have been made a son and a daughter of God. And it's not because you've chosen to believe or not to believe the message. You putting your belief in it just gets you to experience it. Woo! So why don't you just believe it this morning? Just believe it. Stop trying to wrap your mind around it. Stop thinking about what happened last week, what you said yesterday. Stop. Just stop. Come back to being a little child again and just believe that you're right just because He said you are. Come back to the basics. Come back to the elemental side of it where you're not trying to fill what you under, all your understanding with the wisdom of man. It can't be like that. It can't be like this. Look what I've done here. It, you, no, stop. Just stop. You need to come back to square one. Back to the elemental side of it. As a child, when you tell a child something, they just naturally believe it because they actually trust. The problem is, so often we've put God in the same place as we've put every person who's ever disappointed us, every person who's ever told us something and it didn't come to pass. And God is now stuck in that same box that, everybody, that we put everybody else in. Like, like, like God is in the same box with the weatherman for me, right? Because I grew up my whole life getting really excited. Great and joyous expectation that snow was coming tomorrow. And we're not going to have school. So we stay up late because we don't have to go to school tomorrow because the weatherman said snow's coming. And you stay up late and you're all excited and you finally get to sleep. And then all of a sudden you realize it's time to wake up and with joyous expectation, you run to the window, you open up the blinds, and then you get ready for school. See, we've put, we've put God with every other time we've been disappointed by what man has said. I don't come to you this morning with the message of man. I don't come to you this morning with the gospel of man. I come to you this morning with the message of God. I come to you this morning with what I've heard from the throne room. Amen. You have to choose to listen to this message and not put this message in a box with the meteorologist or whoever it is that has disappointed you and caused you to stop living with joyous expectation. Maybe she didn't do what she promised she was going to do. Maybe she didn't stay when she said she was going to stay. Maybe he wasn't the man he said he was going to be. Maybe they weren't the best dad in the world. Maybe they did, did uh, always break their promise. Maybe mom wasn't the best mom in the world. God is not your mom and dad. He's not your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband and wife. He is God and He is God alone. And He is not a man that He would lie. So when God says you are righteous, you are righteous. See, your belief, your belief in that message is what empowers you to actually experience who you already are. You don't become righteous because you believe the message. You don't become holy because you believe the message. If that was the case, then it's all about what you believe and not what He did. Then God could just write something down in the book and just say, believe it. Because it's all about you. All the pressure's on you to believe it. No, there's actually no pressure on you. Jesus took all the pressure on the cross. Now all you've got to do is just believe it. And you don't have to. But you can't tell me, you can't tell me right now that you're happy in life. You can't tell me you're satisfied. You can't tell me you wake up every morning full of joy. You can't tell me you wake up every morning full of great expectation and joy, not because of circumstances and situations, but you wake up every morning full of joy because of who you are and who He's made you to be. You can't tell me that you wake up like that if you don't believe the message. Amen. It's impossible. There is no hope outside of Him. Everything is temporary. Everything. 
Everything is temporary. Just believe it. Just believe it. Come on. It's all about Him. That's all we're going to talk about is just Jesus today. It's all about Him. We've got to step out of what we think we know and into what is actually reality. See, that's the problem. We, 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 we so often we think we know and we think we understand, but it's our warped concepts of who we think God is, whether we've been taught by, by the wrong people or whether we've just, we're just defining God on our experience in life. Because we've had a hard life, God must be hard. No. It's not who He is. He's good. And if you don't choose to believe it, it's okay. God's still going to see you as righteous. He's still going to see you as holy. He's going to love you to the day you draw your last breath. He's going to chase you. He's going to be after you. It don't matter to Him. You choose it or not, believe it, choose it. His heart burns for you. His heart wants you with Him for eternity. His heart wants you to experience everything He's got for you right now. But it's your choice. But man, why would you not want to experience everything right now? Just believe it. Just believe it. And it's good. See, I want to go into 2019 with joyous expectation. Anything I think I know about God, anything that I've allowed my circumstances, situations to define who God is in my life, and they don't add up with actually who He is, I want to trash those in 2019. I want to, as Paul said in Philippians 3, I want to forget those things that are behind me. Amen. And I want to press on to actually who He really is. Instead of allowing what I've gone through in all my hard times and what this has happened and this person has said to allow that stuff to define who God is. God is good and He is only good. If you have trouble believing that, then there's something wrong with your belief system, not with God. And those are the things we need to lay down and count as lost. Paul literally said, I count anything that I once thought was, was important... His views of who God was, his views of who he was, he said, I literally count them and consider them as a pile of poop. That's, right. that's, the, that's the Brandon Walters translation. <laughs> he gets it, it's a dunghill. Yeah. Dung is poop. That's right. I mean, I let's just make it easy, right? I, I was reading the other, other day when, when Jesus was talking about how, you know, unless you become like a child and just simply believe the message that you're righteous. You can't experience it. But, but in one translation, it actually says that he called the children, the parents, and the disciples over and taught them. See, it's interesting. Like, this is like, well, I got something to say, but better leave the kids over there for now because they ain't going to understand this stuff. They're not going to get it. No, he's like, kids, parents, disciples, come here. I'm gonna, I want to tell you all something. You see, it's, it's, it's simple. And see, uh, we've got we to gotta forget our intellectualism. That's why, that's why kids live such exciting lives. Because they don't try to live in their intellect. They use their imaginations. They're free of their intellect. And they live with imagination. Anything is possible to a child. Anything is possible to a child. See, the intellect is the problem. See, the, the, the intellect, trying to figure everything out in our minds, trying to make it all make sense. Heaven don't make sense to the mind. You just got to believe it. Stop trying to figure it out. God's sake, stop trying to figure it out. Just believe it. It's a good message. It needs to be preached just simple. It just needs to be simple. But listen, in God's simplicity, there is such wisdom. See, the Bible says that He chose the foolish message 
of the cross, the preaching of the, such a foolish message that a man would die for our sins and we would become righteous because he died. We would become just like God because he died for us. That all we have to do is believe a message and we're made holy. All we have to do is believe and we get to experience heaven on earth. That's foolish. Well, God said He chose the foolish things to, to totally twist and warp the mind of the intellect. Go ahead and try to figure it out with your mind. You ain't going to. You're going to be more confused now than you've ever been. You know, it's always time having a conversation with Olivia on the way home, and she's, I, can, I can feel it. Her mind is trying to wrap. Where is heaven? Heaven is here. Heaven is now. Heaven is all around us. Heaven is in you. Jesus said, they said, where is heaven? Well, when we know heaven comes, Jesus said, heaven is on the inside of you. See, we, like, we, we, uh, we call eternal life when we die. We're going to have eternal life when we're dead. We're going to live forever. But see, Jesus actually didn't define that as eternal life in John 17, 3. Jesus said this is eternal life, to live life in a connection with Him, to actually know Him, to experience Him, to be intimate with Him. That is eternal life. See, the mind of the intellect says, no, 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 eternal life is when we die and then we just get to live forever in heaven. Jesus said anybody that believes in Me is already passed out of death and is already into life. What do you do with a scripture like that with the intellect? If you believe in Jesus and you believe the message, you ain't ever going to die. And see, immediately you're thinking fleshly. Okay, yeah, maybe your earth vessel will one day draw its last breath. That's fine. But you ain't an earth vessel. You're a spirit being on the inside of you. That's who you are. If your spirit left right now, your body would still be here and it'd just fall on the floor and be pointless from now on. And see, we're we trying to figure everything out from our earth vessel. We're not earth vessels. We live in them. Amen. We're citizens of heaven. You actually... Let me, let, get your intellect out of the way for a minute. You actually, if you're in here and you believe the message, whether you believe it or not, the, the truth and the reality is this is how God sees all of us. You actually came from heaven. You've been born again. You see, I'm not speaking earthly words right now. I'm speaking words from heaven. You came from heaven. And we, we, we act like because we, we can be so wrapped up in our intellect and in our worldly thinking, we're waiting to die to leave this earth suit to get to heaven when we actually have already been from heaven which was why we can step into heaven at any time because heaven is everywhere, not just some third-dimensional world. It's like right here, right now, yet we're waiting to leave our earth suits to go there when that has already come here. You are a spirit being. Unless you are born of spirit and water, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. You have been born of spirit and water. If you've believed the message, then you should be experiencing that birth. See, we're, 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 we got to get our stinking intellect trying to... You can't make... Don't stop. Stop. Just stop trying to make sense of it. You just believe it. I'm not making this stuff up. These are not my words. These are words that I have heard while spending time with my Father. Is that not what Jesus said? Are we not as He is, so are we in this world? Do we not have the same connection He has? Are we not in Him and He's in us and we're in Father? Do we not have His mind? Do we not have His thoughts? Do we not have His words? Can we not say the things Jesus said? If you've seen me, you've seen Him. I've come from the same place He's come from. I was born from the same place He was born from. I have been born of incorruptible seed. The Word of God has birthed me. The Word of God has birthed you. I don't know these things because God's given me some kind of amazing wisdom. I know these things because I spent time with my Father. And the things I know, you know. 
These are throne room revelations. Guess where you came from? Every single one of you have come from the throne of God. Every single one of you. There is nothing that I have that you don't have this very moment in time. Because as He is, so are you in this world. When you see Him, you realize that you're just like Him. See, my intellectualism keeps me from seeing who He is. And when I can't see who He is, I can't experience who I am. Because I'm trying to figure everything out from this world, and I'm not from this world. I am not from this world. You are not from this world. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking into you. You're not of this world. You are a born-again son and daughter of God, birthed of incorruptible seed from the, from the Word of the Father. You are spirit. And the reason that you understand the things I say today is because the things I say are spirit and life and you are a spirit being and your spirits are open right now at this very moment to receive everything that is coming into you from the spirit realm. You're open right now. It's good. Yeah, just believe it. Stop trying to wrap your mind around it. You can't. The natural mind cannot figure out and understand the things of God. That's why Jesus said, unless you become like a child again and go back to square one, you will not be able to experience the kingdom on this earth. You will not be able to be here and there at the same time. All you're going to experience is this place because your mind is in the way. Children just believe it because you said it. Listen, I know you've been disappointed. I know you've been told things that people haven't come through for you and they've done things and they didn't come through and they didn't live in integrity and they weren't honest. I understand that. We all can have stories. We can sit up here for three days and all share stories about when we were hurt and when this person didn't walk with integrity and this person said this and this person said this and this person I trusted and they broke their trust and now I can't ever trust them. I understand we've all been in those places and it's not fun. It's not fun. And there's some things we've got to walk out. But don't you ever put God in that place. Because God, what God says, God's going to do. That's why the hope from heaven is a joyous expectation. See, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, Abraham, against hope, he believed in hope. The Bible says when humanly speaking, there was nothing positive to see in front of him. In the natural, Abraham chose to look into the spirit realm where in the spirit realm, promises don't fall short. In the spirit realm, there's nothing but integrity. In the spirit realm, what God says, God does. So Abraham chose to look out of the natural realm and look into the spirit realm. He chose to look to another dimension where God lives, where you came from. So I want to, real quick, John chapter 8. I want to read a couple of scriptures in here because, see, this is what happens when our intellect gets in the way. And I love the conversation that Jesus is having with the Pharisees because, see, the Pharisees, um, they could not wrap their intellect around the fact that Jesus was who the promise, that he was the promise come to the made flesh. He was the promise that they had been expecting for like 4,000 years. Jesus shows up, and the Pharisees cannot wrap their intellect around it. And so, so in John 8, we'll start in a minute, but so just to get you to the place where they're like, you know, there's points in time where they, Jesus says something in the, from the spirit realm, but because they're so attached to the natural realm, when Jesus says it, they pick up a rock to throw it at Him. When He says, I and the Father are one, like, I have a connection with Father God, 
they pick up a rock to throw it. And Jesus is like, for, well, for which good work are you going to throw it at me this time? Which meant that wasn't the first time they picked up rocks to throw it. See, the intellect wants to destroy what God calls reality. Because it can't figure it out. And instead of letting go of the intellect, the intellect would rather kill what God calls life. When God has caused us to let go of what you think you know. See, had the Pharisees just let go of what they thought they knew truth was, they would have actually... Jesus said, they said, show us the Father and we'll believe you. Just like, if you don't see me standing right in front of you, you'll never see him. What does that mean? Jesus is standing right in front of them. If you can't see me, you can't see him. See, Jesus is speaking from another dimension. He's speaking from another realm. He's speaking to their spirits. But they're seeing with their flesh and their natural eyes. They're seeing with their carnal self. Well, what do you mean we can't see you? What well, we see you're standing right in front of us. It's like you, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't see me. So that's where their conversation is going. And so, Jesus, again, the Pharisees, and, and, and this is from the mirror, so you can, you can read, I just, just read along, um, go home today and read it in, in your, the translations you like. I'm going to read it from the mirror translation, so that way you don't have to try to keep up with me. Just, just listen to this conversation for a minute. The Pharisees took offense at this response, which was Jesus saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever journeys with me shall not walk in darkness, but will radiate the light of life. The Pharisees took offense at this and responded, You assume things about yourself. You assume things about yourself. How can you expect us to believe your record to be true? See, when we make claims that we've been from the throne room, that we've been birthed from the kingdom, from the heavenly realm, that, that we actually came from heaven, the mind of the intellect says, Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I'm a son of God. It's where I've come from. And Jesus goes on to be like, Listen, it's not just about having one witness. I am one witness, and my Father in heaven is the other witness. I know what I've seen. I know what I've heard. And I'm just telling you the things I've seen and heard while keeping company with my Father. But the intellect is trying to figure it all out. Who do you think you are? That makes no sense. And Jesus is like, if you'll just believe that I am who I say I am, you'll experience all that you are in me. If If you'll just believe. If you'll just believe it. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to wrap your mind around it. Just believe it. Believe that I am who I say I am. And the minute you believe it, you get to experience all that I say you are in me. Why? Because now, bam, you're in this place of free grace where grace reigns and, and, and God's just pouring revelation and wisdom into you. Not because now you qualify, but because now you've opened yourself up to receive it. So he goes on to say, <clears throat> Where is your father? And Jesus answered, My father is just as invisible to you as I am. If you perceived me and knew me, you would know who my father is. Now listen to this. He goes on to say this. And again Jesus said to them, I will go on my way and disappear from your view, and you will still seek me, yet die in your sin. Your, now listen to this. Your belief system keeps you trapped in blindfold mode to make it impossible for you to reach me where I am. Your belief system, the way, Jesus looks at me and says, the way that you believe and perceive things is keeping you in blindfold mode. Jesus says, I am getting ready to step into the spirit realm. What does he mean? Is he going to kill himself? Jesus says, no, see, you don't understand. Your belief, the way you view and perceive things right now, it's keeping you in blindfold mode, mode that you can't go to where I am going. Jesus didn't say you can't go to where I'm going because I'm better than you. Ha, ha, ha. You can't go to where I'm going because I know more than you know. Jesus said you can't go where I'm going because your beliefs have a blindfold wrapped around you and you can't follow me. You can't step into the kingdom realm because of the way you believe. He goes on to say, your religion is a cul-de-sac. Just a cul-de-sac. You are who you were, right? Is that what he's telling the Pharisees? You've been who you've been for years and years and years. 
Not because it's who you're called to be. Not because it's your identity. It's because of your belief system. It's because your belief is like a blindfold mode. It, your belief, the way you perceive, the way, the, because you're trying to figure everything out, it can't be just simply enough that we believe the message and we experience the truth. There's got to be more to it. There's no way. I have never grown up experiencing that. I have never heard that. That's not what they taught us in school. That's not what they taught us in college. That's not what I've learned in work. Well, guess what? That stuff's of this world. You're not from this world. So you don't learn stuff in that world like you learn it in this world. You've been given the mind of Christ. God could download anything He wants to download in you, and you could learn it overnight. You don't have to go to school for five or six years to figure it out. You have the mind of Christ. Why can't you learn it overnight? One translation says, You make your decisions... According to what you see and touch. I do not make judgments like that. See, he's like, listen, you're, everything you're thinking is based on what you see with your eyes and touch and feel. It must be this way. It can't be the way you're saying it because of what I've seen, because of what I've experienced. There's no way what you're saying is truth because my life has been like this. And Jesus says, here's your first problem. is everything you're making your decisions on is based on what you've experienced. And I've got a better world for you to live in where you don't have to experience those things anymore. But you're going to have to get out of blindfold mode and let go of everything that that world caused you to feel. He said, but, even, he said, but I, don't li- I don't make my judgment like that. But listen to this. Even if I did make judgments based on what I have experienced, listen to this. Or even if I did make judgments based on what I see and touch, I wouldn't make them out of the narrowness of my experience, but from the largeness of the one that sent me. So Jesus said it like this. Even if I made judgments, even if I perceived, even if I tried to figure life out on what I see and touch, I would not make it out of the narrowness of what people have done to me and what life has handed me and the things that have happened to me. I would not make my decisions based on what has happened to me in life. I would make in the the narrowness of my experience, but I would make my decisions on the largeness of the one that I have a connection with. That's good. Listen to this. Then the Jews reasoned that maybe he would kill himself in order to go to a different world because he said we cannot come with him. Listen to this. Jesus said to them, you draw your conclusion from the sense-ruled world here below. How many... Well, we're, we're, we're trying to draw conclusions in life based on this sense-ruled world. The senses what you've seen and heard and touched and felt, you cannot allow your life to be wrapped up and you cannot allow your perception and the way you see things to be wrapped up and tied up in the sense-ruled world. Heaven is not a, a world ruled by the senses. Heaven is a world ruled by the Spirit of God. And in that world, senses are a non-issue. We don't believe it because we've seen it. We don't believe it because we've touched it. We don't believe it because we've smelled it. We don't believe it because we've heard it. We believe it because He said it. And then when I believe it because He said it, I hear it, I taste it, I touch it, and I experience it. But Jesus is like, instead of you putting your senses, instead of you putting your emotions and your feelings on the back burner, you actually live by them. And one translation said, because of this, you've got yourselves tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with a reality above your horizon. One translation says, I'm speaking words that come from a different dimension. And it's not, na 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 I know more than you do. He's like, 
Come with me. Come into this dimension, into this realm, and into this world. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop putting all your 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 stop putting all your energy on what you're thinking and put on the mind of Christ and just step into that world. Just step into that world. Just believe it. Just believe it. See, the problem is it says the Jews reasoned that maybe he would... See, they're reasoning. They're trying to figure it out. Listen, if you're right now trying to figure out everything I'm saying with your mind, stop. Stop it. The reason people don't experience what God has for them is because they're trying to figure it all out. Stop trying to figure it out and just believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen. See, this is, it still goes back to hope. It is a joyous expectation because I believe the promise. Oh, man. You draw your conclusion from the sense-ruled world here below. My source points to a different dimension, a realm which is above the horizon of the senses. Woo! Oh my goodness. Jesus, what I'm saying, I'm speaking from a whole other dimension that is above this world of senses. And you came from that world. So it's not like you don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I am not speaking to your natural flesh man. I am speaking to the Spirit of God in you. I am speaking to the resurrected man on the inside. I am speaking to the person inside of you that looks just like Jesus. I'm speaking to the person inside of you that is right now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm speaking to the person in you that's more than a conqueror. I'm speaking to the person in you that simply believes because I've said it's true. This ain't about... This is, a, this is from the throne room. I'm telling you guys. John chapter 7. If anybody wants to do God's will, if anybody wants to experience the kingdom realm and different dimensions in this world, you'll know if this message is from me or from Him. Because if it's just from me, I'm just trying to make myself look good. That's what Jesus said. And my heart is for an audience of one. What I've heard, I've heard from him. See, stop. We've got to stop. So, so then, then, then they're still trying to figure it out. I'm wrapping up. Then who are you really, he answered. I have told you from the beginning, I am. And it says, I have many things to say, to, say and conclude about you in my personal capacity, but since you do not believe in me, it will mean nothing to you. But he who sent me is true, Above your suspicious scrutiny. See, the mind of the intellect wants to scrutinize with suspicion. Is this really truth? Can it really be this good? Is it really just a matter of believing a message? Am I really... There's no way I can really be born from above because I've lived on this earth for 39 years... I just, see, what am I doing? I am suspiciously scrutinizing the Word of God. And Jesus said, you're at a dead end in your religion as you suspiciously scrutinize. You should scrutinize the Word. Scrutinize just means to study thoroughly. But it's the suspiciously scrutinizing, which means doubt. And if anyone has doubt in their heart, let them not think that they'll receive anything. Listen, um, it's, so we, we, we went to a conference. <clears throat> because like I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, if I'm from another realm, and I'm from another dimension, and I'm from another world, I should be able to easily access that world. Okay, I need you to just shut your intellect off for a minute. I need you just to shut your, your hum, human thinking down for a minute. I need you to hear with your spirit. If you're really born from above, as the Word of God says that you are, if, you, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, and you've come from heaven, then you should be able to experience that world anytime you want to. You should be able to see that world 
anytime you want to because why? That's the world you came from. Wouldn't it be silly to come from another nation yet say, I, I don't know what that nation looks like. I don't know what... I, I have, I've never been there. I can't go back. I don't really know. I'm gonna, when I die, they're going to ship me back over there. But for now, I don't, I don't know anything about that nation that I was born in and raised in and came from. I don't, I don't know. Now, what would you think if somebody said that? Wait a minute. You were born there? Yeah. You were raised there? Yeah. But you can't go back? No. But when you die, they're going to send you in a box? Yeah. Now, how foolish does that sound? And yet, because of the intellect of thinking, we don't think that we can experience the kingdom realm or the seventh or eighth dimension, wherever it is that, that, that we've came from. Why? See, see, this is exciting and this is fun. This is what it should be. We should be able to walk through walls because Jesus walked through walls. And the Bible says, as He is, so am I. So why can't I walk through walls? Why can't, I, why can't my spirit, the real me on the inside, leave my body and go minister to somebody in Afghanistan while my body stays in bed or in the chair? Why not? I'm from that world, and that's how they function in that world. That's how Philip in Acts, see, we read Acts, and we're like, wow, that's amazing, man. I can't, I just, that, that's just amazing. That was just amazing, the things that happened to them. Like, like God, Philip's ministering, and the Spirit of the Lord says, hey, come on, I got somebody for you. And he just, bam, Philip just disappears. He don't need an airplane. He don't need a car. He don't need anything. He just needs the Spirit. Spirit of God to just take him over there to where the eunuch was or whoever it was. Then he ministers to he ministers to the guy. But guess what the guy does? He actually just believes the message and then he gets saved. And then when he gets saved, he baptizes him. And the Bible says that when they came out of the water, Philip just disappeared. That's normal. Because Philip was functioning from the world he was born in. See, no, no, no. Intellect's not going to understand that. I can only be at one place at one time. Yeah, your body can only be at one place at one time if God wants it to be at one place at one time. There's no limits and no limitations in the spirit realm. You can be in five different places at one time ministering to five people if God needs you to. I was, I was practicing this morning upstairs. And I was just stepping in and I was stepping out. I was just stepping in and stepping out. And I, let me tell you, I promise, give me two minutes and I'm done. Because this is why I was practicing it. In Colossians chapter 3, in the, um, in the mirror translation, li listen to this. I love this, man. See yourself co-raised with Christ. See yourself co-raised with Christ. Now, now that you've seen yourself co-raised with Him, co-raised means see yourself out of the grave as a new creation, just like Him, as He is in this world, so are you. See yourself co-raised with Christ. Now, I want you to ponder with persuasion the consequence of your co-inclusion. I want you to ponder, I want you to meditate, and allow yourself to be persuaded on what happened to you when you were co-connected with Christ. Relocate yourself mentally. Relocate yourself mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Woo! Relocate yourself mentally. So I'm stepping in and out. Twice now, I've tried this. Why? Because I'm like a kid in the Spirit of God. If God says it, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to believe it because He said it, not because my intellect says it's impossible. Not because my experiences don't match what God says. If my experiences don't match what God says, then I need to change my experiences. Yeah. Woo! Goodness gracious. So I'm standing up there today and I'm going in and I'm going out because what am I doing? I'm practicing. I'm relocating myself Mentally, I'm stepping in. I'm stepping out. I'm in this world. Now I'm in the next dimension. I'm in this world. Now I'm just standing. Then I step into the next dimension and I see myself and I'm in Africa. Whoo, goodness gracious. I'm standing in Africa and I'm standing in front of this guy. And I just tell this guy, I'm like, Jesus is Lord. I know what to say to him. I said, Jesus is Lord. And when I said Jesus is Lord, he just falls to his knees. And I'm like, if you'll just believe he's Lord, he'll become Lord of your life. And the guy's just weeping. And I just walk through the wall and all of a sudden, I just open my eyes and I'm back there. But my body never left. I fully believe I went to Africa this morning because I believe it's possible. 
Because I believe I'm from that dimension. But see, we, we like, oh man, that's mystical. No, no, it's childlike faith. We've never been taught it. Well, you know what Paul said in, in Colossians chapter 1? I pray that your experience matches your teaching. When I first heard the fact that I could step in and out of the kingdom, that the kingdom's all around me, we were, we were listening to a teaching by Justin Abraham. So I got up the next morning. We had a men's prayer breakfast. And I was sitting in our chair at home. And I was just like, because all I'm doing is practicing. It's not like God has given us, we have this ability just to do it when we want to do it. We go, we're going to go to Disneyland for free because we can just sneak it through the gates because nobody's going to see us. That's not a childlike heart, right? That's not humility. So I, but I'm practicing. I'm trying to figure out what it is I've got. What can I do? What, what does it mean to live in the third dimension or in all these other dimensions? Why do I have to be tied down to the mundane? What does it look like? What is it like? So I'm just practicing. I'm relocating myself mentally. As a child would use his imagination, I'm using my imagination because I'm living with childlike faith. I believe I can do it because he said I could. If he said I'm like him, then I should be able to do and experience the very same things he right now can do and experience. And he walked through walls when he came back from the dead. He just disappeared on the road to Emmaus. When he sat down with them and he took the bite of bread, they realized who he was and he was gone. Why? Because he was on to the next place. So I'm sitting in my chair and I'm just like relocating myself mentally. And as I'm relocating myself mentally into into this other dimension where I was actually born, which should be normal to me and comfortable to me because there's no place like home. Dorothy had it right. There's no place like home. So I'm sitting there in the chair when we're getting ready to have men's prayer breakfast. Why am I telling you this? Because it's experience. I want you to taste it. I want you to realize that if I can experience you can experience it. So I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, in the Spirit, I'm there, I'm here at church, and I see Pastor, he's up here, he's doing around. He goes into the kitchen, and I'm just sitting here just watching him. You know, I'm just like, this is really cool, you know. I'm, I'm playing, I'm letting my imagination... You, kids let their imagination run wild. That's why they have so much excitement and fun in life, because they're not afraid to imagine and to dream. So he's, he's wearing, and I, and I start looking at everything he's wearing, and I'm like... So then I come out. So I'm back in the chair. Oh, that's awesome. So I come to church. First thing I'm going to do, what is he wearing? He was wearing what I saw him wearing. He had on his black Destiny Bible shirt, his green cargo pants, and the exact same shoes that I saw. I literally sized it up. All right, I'm going to see what he's wearing. So when I get there, this is awesome. And when I get to church, he's actually wearing what I saw. Because why? My spirit was actually with him here, but my body was in the chair at home. See, we're like, whoa, that's good. Stop! You have it because it's where you came from. See, this is why, uh, this is why the Bible says that at this point in time, when Jesus said, when Jesus said these things, their, mind, their intellect tried to figure it out, and the Bible says some of them turned around and stopped walking with him because he just, they couldn't... This stuff, this stuff is crazy. This guy's don't, he's going crazy. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. What? What the heck? What? We ain't got time for this. And it says they went back to their old associations because they didn't want to hear anything about that. Why? Because they were trying to figure out what he was saying with their intellect. But there was a couple of them with childlike faith that said, where are we going to go? Where else are we going to go? Who else can speak in another dimension like you speak? Well, all of us in here now can. See, this should excite us, man. Listen, when you was, I was a kid, I want to be an astronaut. Nobody could have stopped me and told me I couldn't have been an astronaut because that was my dream. I would sit out on the trampoline. I would wrap myself up on a cold winter's night because that was when you could see the stars, and I would just dream of flying through space. See, little did I know that I was actually dreaming about my spirit and what I was going to be doing. See, I am an astronaut in the spirit realm because I get to go where I want to go, and I get to do what I want to do in the spirit realm. I can go through space if I want to go through space. I'm just learning how to do it. See, God's chosen the foolish things to confound those who think they know it. Father, I thank you that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, but you have revealed them unto babes.
This is a unique father and son relationship coming out of unique intimacies and knowledge. And Jesus, you said that your heart was to reveal it to anybody who wanted to know the truth. And you'll reveal it to those who become like children again and just believe it. Come to me, all those that labor and are heavy laden. Come to me, those that are trying to figure it out in life. Come to me, all those that lean on their intellect. Come to me, those that try to scrutinize my word with doubt. Come to me, all those that are trying to make sense of it. And I'll give you rest. See, these things are hidden from those who think they know truth. And these truths are revealed to those who are willing to let go of what they think they know in order to discover a greater truth. Because see, in the kingdom realm, what I've found in that dimension, there's no sickness. There's no lack. See, we're trying to make ourselves well by believing really, really hard. When Jesus is inviting us into another dimension, he's inviting us into the realm that we actually were born from. And in that realm, sickness does not exist. So when I learn to live from that realm, I learn to keep sickness under my feet. Because in that realm, I am seated above every other name except for the name of Jesus. And when I learn to live from that place, I never taste sickness again. Because in that world, sickness has been sent to hell. This is why Paul said in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, And the God of peace, when you begin to practice these things, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet into a bloody pulp. As you begin to practice these things, relocate yourself mentally. And then sickness will be crushed to a pulp under your feet. Because in his realm, the realm you were came from, the realm you were born into, the realm you were a citizen of, sickness does not exist. Sin does not exist. We live from that realm and we experience the glory of that place. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Just believe it. Hey, just I dare you. I dare you to just believe it. Amen. Amen.